Hold a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Pubcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 12.8, Snickers Satisfies, where we are covering the novel Blood Rites. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Saturday, March 24th, 1984. Shermer High School, Shermer, Illinois. 60062. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. Breakfast Club! Chapter 10. Harry is led into his apartment and trapped in a magical binding circle. He discovers the would-be assailant is Kincaid, whom Dresden has contacted to meet Pryor. The two discuss and agree to work together to attack and put down Mavra's black court scourge. The next couple of chapters are actually quite humorous and funny, I feel, even though for like the the gravitas underneath, but I'm like, I just, there's so many, like, just good lines and funny little moments with Dresden here. It's a really quick beat back and forth. Yeah, the whole bit, I just, when he gets him in, and he sits him down, and then he blindfolds him and everything, right? And Dresden's like, you might not know this, but I don't function all that well as an investigator when blindfolded. And he's like, that's the idea. He's like, try not to make me feel threatened. I'm all spooked and jittery. If you make any noise or try to get up, I'll probably twitch, and this trigger is pretty sensitive. My gun is pointed at your nose, the ensuing cause and effect. Could be inconvenient for you. Maybe next time you could just say freeze. <laughs> like this. Just so very with them. Even though we didn't see a lot of Kin- Kincaid, I feel like we got that good gist of his personality and stuff like that off of that, right? And I'm like, oh, these two are just such a great foil off each other or whatever. I love him. I don't know if we're supposed to love Kincaid, but I love Kincaid. We like Kincaid. We like Kincaid. Yeah. He's fun. Well, he's fun. He, he is. And it's just, again, right? We Like, even in this chapter, right? What exactly is Kincaid? Is he, isn't he? And it's both no nonsense and a wild card. That very dry humor underneath it all, right? He's not like perky and jokey. Like even Dresden, you know, can be, he has a very dry sense too, but a lot of times he can be a little bit more like, ha ha, ha ha, duh, right? Whereas Kincaid is just not. It's like, oh, it's the whole cause and effect and the thing. And he's like, just say freeze, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know exactly what it is about Kincaid, even though we don't see him a lot. I'm just like, I... Part of it is just, you know, anyone who's on Harry's side. Okay, fine, we're friends, we're good, we that's, like you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably part of it. And again, I think You're it's... mostly on Harry's side, so mostly we like you. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, again, is just a little bit of that enough that we don't know exactly what... Like, again, right, it's that whole, like, he's fairly straight up about most things. You're a mercenary. Oh, you're so strong and mysterious. So, Tell me more. Well, okay, but not even quite that. But yeah, exactly, right? It's like, he, well, he works for Ivy, so right there. I mean, even the way Ivy set it up, Kincaid, can we trust you? And he's like, well, you paid up until next April. So she's like, there you go, we can trust Kincaid. You know what I mean? It's, again, it's that honesty and the mercenary kind of a thing. He's like, you can't trust me, except for when you can, you know, and the whole... It's just that little bit of, like, you're waiting to find out. I'm like, are we ever going to find out what the 
the secret background is of, of Kincaid or will he, he always be? He is very principled. I don't care about the gray or the black or the white, just whoever's paying me. All right, I'm your man, let's go. Yeah. And he sets boundaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Kincaid. Right? You're not getting walked all over like some other people we know. Right? I will be paid. <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> All right. Jesus, you waste my time. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll come up with it. Harry finds himself once he's allowed to take off the mask. He's, he's in this circle of salt that's powered by Kincaid's blood. And, and he's like, what the fuck? I'm not going to do anything. But and I, and I do love that Kincaid is like, well, just think of this as a this precaution as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing says flattery like a gun in the face. Ain't that God's own truth? <laughs> you know, and again, it's like, it's the sarcasm, but yet you also feel like, yeah, for Kincaid, that probably is one of the highest forms of flattery. <laughs> well, and it also puts into perspective how how much, like, Harry's himself sort of leveled up and, and how he's perceived among the magical community. Yeah. Because we see that Kincaid is a badass, and if he's taking these kind of precautions, it also indicates just how high up Dresden yeah. already has himself. We mentioned that before, that, yeah, like, people are clearly talking about this dude. He's getting that reputation out there, whether or not he wants it to be out there. And Kincaid is much like Marcone in that he learns from every interaction. Practic- He's not yeah. letting anything go. He saw Dresden show up with a gun. All right, understood. <laughs> I'm dealing with magic and guns. I'm going to take my fucking precautions the next time we meet. Yeah, you're not just Mr. Whoop-de-doop-de smoke and mirrors or whatever, right? Again, talking about him leveling up, it, the whole situation is a little bit flipped because Harry's not the one used to being in the circle, right? That's what Harry does to you know, have a little demon chat or to try and knock out the fairy princess or whatever, right? So, again, it's that whole Kincaid being like, I know what level we're on here, right? I mean, it makes sense with him working with Ivy and who knows what before. But again, just that Kincaid has enough knowledge and whatever to be able to draw, make a circle and, and empower it. Again, where, where Harry's like, I can't do anything. And, and Kincaid is like, no, 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 no. He's like, the White Council will schmuck you if you try it. Not the same thing as you can't do it. You're just buggered if you get caught. Yeah, he's like, let's just have a nice little chat without getting our minds, like, redecorated. So, it, again, it's, it's that Kincaid is like, I would rather assume, you know, again, like, err on the side of caution and assume that you, you could be at this level, that you could do this. I thought it was interesting that, that it didn't even clue into Harry with, with how his morality sort of works, that he has that option. Yeah, he's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, technically speaking. <laughs> yeah, right. Kincaid's about to say, yeah, you, maybe you won't, but I'm not taking that chance. And exactly. And like you say, very Marcone-like in the way that he's like, I'm not going to worry about what I look like. You know, emperor's clothes and all that kind of a thing. He's like, I will learn and I would rather look dumb staying alive than have, like, my vanity and my pride pricked and end up splattered all over your office walls or whatever, right? He's like, I don't really know why you called me here. I don't know what you want. Because, again, this is very out of the blue, right? We know that Harry's left a message from him. We don't know what that said. Apparently from Kincaid, it didn't say a whole lot, right? So he's like, is Harry want some kind of payback from the last, you know, interaction in book five? Why is this guy all of a sudden calling me up out of the blue? It's what does he want? handed too, like- we didn't even know. We just got, again, in the last chapter or two, whenever it was, and he made a couple of phone calls. And, we, you know, you know, one of them was to Murphy or something like that. And then, obviously, this is the other person he called, and that's the extent of it, right? This is a little bit of Harry's blind zone about himself, though, is that if you're going to go and be aware that you were building up a reputation, and as far as Harry's concerned, he's not. He's like, I don't know why the fuck people are so obsessed with me. I want to work in Chicago. I don't give a fuck about fairy wars and werewolves and 
yeah. fairy courts and all this shit, and the rest of the world is like, this dude is involved with the vampire war and the fairy war. We well, want to do our research. Well, you shouldn't have set up shop over a hellmouth, Harry. No kidding. But <laughs> if you want to do research on Harry Dresden, you're going to go to his people and be like, White Council, what can you say? And they're like, this motherfucker finds a loophole no matter the fuck what. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, all right, how do I stop as many possible loopholes as possible? And then Harry's like, I wouldn't ever kill anyone. That's against the magic laws. And they're like, okay, all I know about you is that you'll do whatever the fuck you want whenever the fuck you want to do it. And get around your little stupid rules no matter what. So it's very funny that Harry's always like, why the fuck does no one trust me? I'm just some dude from Chicago. Leave me alone. And it's like, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, a little it's, more self-awareness it's, there, Harry. It's that, that, that ethical flip. But I only heard the bad guys, which is fine, depending on what you constitute as the right. You keep working <laughs> as, with the bad guys. <laughs> as these stories and several other point out, you know, it's like, you're never the bad guy in your own story. You're always the hero of your own right. You always <laughs> think you're doing the right thing for the right purposes, right? That more, more or less. quote, history is always written by the victors. Harry's literally writing his own books here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and scene. <laughs> So anyways, we find out that, yeah, so he's not here for some other nefarious purposes. He doesn't want to mess with Kincaid. He's not here for something he took umbrage with in the last book or anything. He's like, yo, you're really good at killing things. I want to go kill some things. And Kincaid's all like, yeah, right, really? For real? All right. He's like, I'm totally up for that. I could, you know, I'm getting bored on defense. Let's let's go do some, yeah. I got a babysitting contract for like seven years. <laughs> yeah, which is great, I'm sure, because, you know, I'm sure there's some shit coming Ivy's way. But again, right, it's not like Ivy can't can't handle a lot of that on her own anyway. He's like, yeah, let's just let's just go out there and, and kill things. Kill things. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and get paid. Sweet. Oh, I wait, do wonder. Wait, Kincaid says that he was in Atlanta when he got Harry's call and that he's just, you know, passing through. Well, clearly on a vacation from Ivy for whatever reason. Got another job contract or is doing his vacation hours for the he's year. He's got a family there. Or he was on, on job for Ivy. Little, little tiny Kincaid's running around. <laughs> I was thinking more of him visiting like his family, like, but that'd be even funnier. He's got this like, secret life like Michael. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only problem is Michael's not secret. That's the problem. They keep gunning for the poor man. <laughs> That's why Kate and Kate is like, yeah, see Michael, you fucking dumbass. Yeah, oh, all for the Lord, we do this in the, yeah, fuck that, nobody knows about my family. <laughs> but I do wonder, I was like, what's Ivy's accommodations when Kincaid's not home? Do you go hang out with some other supernatural baddies? Do you just batten down the forces? Are you just at a sleepover right now? And <laughs> Surra- Surrounds herself with malevolent little spirits that'll just attack. She's, she's at outdoor school this week, so she's got like her school The YMCA shop. has this. <laughs> you know, she's at like Camp Hector or whatever. They won't let her bring her like badass heavily armed bodyguards. So she's like, it's okay. Mrs. Kirchner totally has this covered. I'll be fine. <laughs> sure, I'm threatened by supernatural creatures at any given moment, but it's worth it to get to go to camp. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, she's like, I have to do so much homeschooling on my own. At least let me do the field trip stuff. It's fun. Take the archive out of the child. She can't take the child right. out of the archive. I'll, I'll, I'll be a girl guide camp. Okay, I'll have my bow and arrow. Fine. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no problem. Again, she can totally obviously take care of herself, but the whole point of Kincaid is that there are certain things that seven-year-olds 
shouldn't be able to do. And, you know, the whole <laughs> My premise don't is... reach the pedals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it does make you kind of wonder a little bit. And again, I'm like, is this some big spooky arc? Or is this just one of those fun little butcher tidbits like, ah, we don't know what Ivy's doing. I don't know what Ivy's doing. You know what Ivy's doing? You guys Suspicious. just think about it. Yeah. You guys- <laughs> Maybe she's just having tea with, like, one of the queens of fairy. And, like, I, yeah. For you, it'll be a week. For me, it'll be half an hour. <laughs> She's doing some like, super download computer thing. She's like, I'm just going to go in my sensory deprivation chamber for like a week. And I'm just going to, I don't even know your, yeah, recharge, <laughs> download, like just, just sort through a whole bunch of new information. I was going to say, who knows how much has been added, uploaded to the internet every hour. <laughs> yeah, right. I just have it's, visions of an off-brand Kim Cade that was so boring that they didn't want to mention him. <laughs> Right? Like, he needs his vacation time once in a while. So she's like, yeah, this is the replacement. This is my weekend guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just thinking, if you were to have, I don't know, like, say, like, 30,000 e-books in your archive library, and you could physically not read them for 500 years, Are we talking about Tamsin? Oh, (laughs) no. It's down to (laughs) 9,950. And you spend hours... Just calling the list, not even reading it, just trying to get it down to a manageable number of what's really worth keeping. Like, listen, okay. listen, I know what I'm talking about. You have no idea how many book titles I have read. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my boss made. I and how often I read? He, he he like foiled me with math, and I was so annoyed. Well, I, I read it like I do read a lot, like you know, a hundred and some a year, a couple of hundred. And he's like, even if you did the 200, that would still take at least 50 years for you to finish your collection. And that's if you don't add to it. I'm like, fuck you. So, in response to that, thinking to yourself, okay, let me get rid of, like, all of, like, the war biographies, okay? That'll never be interesting enough to top 9,000 books of the list. Sports, gone. Politicians, gone. Whatever, right? Even if you were to get rid of all of that. I'm now... I'm just saying, the first couple archives had it so easy when only like four people knew how to read and write. <laughs> really easy to keep track of. 21st century archives, where every old idiot can upload and write whatever the hell they want. She's got to take a lot of time to parse. Okay, sure, you've written this down, but it has absolutely no merit and basis, and I know that because I know everything. But I, like, again, we don't know how the archive works, but I still feel like it's nice to just take a moment to just be like, just forget that. I don't even need that in my brain, so I don't have to ever go through it again. Mm, is this real? Let me think of everything else I've ever read. No, it wouldn't work because of this. Okay, now let me do, no, it wouldn't work. Okay, so they're lying because of the, but she'd have to do all that. So, so, you're, so you're talking about like billions of people worldwide. She's not hanging on to their grocery lists is what you're saying? Exactly. She's like, I'm just going to scrap like, that shit. Don't need sec- it. Stop, stop writing that shit down, people. Yeah. <laughs> Voice memo it. I don't know. But but on top of that, you can say that you definitely know that uh, the archive is completely supernatural and not a citizen of any one country. Has no, no sovereignty, has no mm. patriotism to anything, yeah. anyone. Because she could be with the FBI every day being like, yeah, put this guy on your list. Yeah, put this guy on your list. Put this guy on your list. Yeah, put this guy on your list. Yeah, put- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly yeah, she's yeah. got better things to do. She's like, that's human problems. <laughs> yes, again, yeah, how do, yeah, exactly, right? Separate that whole. There are rules. <laughs> there must be. <laughs> Just when she finds out where her specific apartment is in trouble, she's like, all right. She's like, I'm not really sure what my purpose Only is. Only murders in the building. I have all of the knowledge, but I can't do anything about it. It's frustrating to be a genius and be like, you still have to go to third grade. I know, right? And besides, we don't even know if can, he just said he was going through Atlanta. He literally could have been on, on That's what I'm saying. We have no for, idea where the hell he was. It's yeah. just that, like, I it's somewhat implied that it wasn't with Ivy. He pop, yeah, but I mean, he just could have, yeah, popped out to grab or something, you know, and was on his way back. Be like, oh, I'm right here. And 
Just Ivy sitting at home. Like you said, you're going out to get milk. <laughs> <laughs> that is still one of my favorite. Patrick J. Anne's from Suits. When Meghan Markle got engaged to Prince Harry and all that kind of stuff. And he throws up this tweet and he's like, because I think, I think he put it with like one of the headlines or something. I don't know if it was when they were engaged or married or whatever it was. But he's like, she said she was going out to grab some milk. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was very cute. So my TV wife's not coming home now. Oh, once in a lifetime opportunity for your TV wife to go and get married to the Prince of England. All right. Like, All right, what do I say? And he nailed it. Kim Cade names a rather street, steep price to Harry, and Harry tells him he'll get the money, and on top of it, he'll owe him one. Owed a favor by the infamous Dresden? I guess it might be worth enough time to give you a chance. Uh, but he, get, and he tacks on two conditions. Uh, one, an, that, they, that they'll need an additional fighter, and that the second is that King Kate will come for Harry if he stiffs him. Yeah, this is the other thing, because he tells him the price, and Harry's like, uh, got any coupons? And he's like, Jesus, you wasting my, t-? you know, like, what the fuck? No, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'm good for it. And, and we all know, like, Harry, how the fuck are you good for this? I mean, obviously you will, because you get yourself out of any scrape everywhere all the time. But seriously, what the... Is this going to be like your 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 one favor from fairy or something? Literally, be like, like... I got to blow all my supernatural uh, currency and be like, can you get me like however many hundreds point, of thousands or whatever the fuck he needs for it? I'd be Harry Dresden. All right, here's 50 bucks. I need you to go bully a kid named Erwin Powder. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy yeah. needs a couple of gold bars. Da- right, right. I need me some nuggets. I gotta do like a replication spell. Just like, here's a hundred yeah. Right, see again, this is where Harry's not wasting his time, right? All these guys up in their little towers doing, and Harry's all, even though once or twice, you're right, he, just, he picked the wrong things, because Bob has mentioned once or twice when he tried to do like that diet thing or whatever. Like Harry's tried a couple of the get rich quick schemes, but like the worst possible ones he could have tried or something. Like, right? How do you, yeah. In total MLM territory when you should have been like, I, replicate the gold. <laughs> well, whatever, right? He just didn't nail, I mean, I'm sure the diet thing would have been fine if he'd nailed it and it actually Alchemy. worked. But yeah, exactly. Hand in hand with a wizard, right? Right? You've got to like, fine, don't even mess around with like forgery and counterfeit bills. There's all kinds of what, but yeah, right? I'm like, dude, you've got to be able to like, I've got a piece of coal. Compress. Right? Suck some gold out of some veins. You know, like just put, open a little portal, shove your hand in, scoop it. You, you don't have to mine into the whole thing, right? You just got to, He's got dowsing rods. Get, right? I'm sure Bob can go through, right? Just be like, boom, right here. You know, it's funny. We, we talk about Merlin all the time, and Harry being the nerd that he is brings up, you know, Gandalf <laughs> and Harry Potter and such and such. But we don't ever talk about Nicholas Fumel. Not a whole lot. Ever, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Where's that dude in the Dresden Files? It's like, look, I believe in a lot of things, but I got to draw the line somewhere, okay? At the most science <laughs> magician there is. <laughs> There's still like, time. But alchemy is. <laughs> he may come up. <laughs> Harry blew him up a long time ago. They don't talk about it. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. That guy's other name was Justin Dewar. Okay, so I found this guy. <clears throat> Turns out, yeah, right. I do think, though, that that little statement there where, he's, where he says that... Um, a favor from the infamous Dresden, how that opened a door is also, again, very telling to to Harry's reputation. That is a massive, 
massive yeah. thing to offer. And Harry's like, again, he's like, oh, I can t- I'm sure there's something I can do for you at some point. Again, doesn't seem to take it in the same stride that we all take it or that even. It's Kincaid throwing it out there like the infamous Dresden, you know, and he's like, well, I don't know. Seriously, that, Harry's but- self-awareness sucks. Right? <laughs> he kind of, it's kind of a throwaway thing that Harry puts out there. He's like, Almost, like I'll, I'll just owe you one. Yeah, actually, because like, come on, man, do buddy a favor. But but Kincaid's like, oh. It's so throwaway yeah, because okay. it's not even necessary. All Kincaid has asked for is money. And Harry's like, you can have money? Fuck, have a favor, whatever. It's, uh, bro, just say that and not the f- money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that's just it, because he doesn't even... Say that in half the money. You're crazy. Yeah, because I think Harry's so used to dealing, again, with the non-magical, right? Okay, I'll find your wedding ring. Yeah, right? He's used to people being like, no, 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 I can, you know, for real, I can do... Exactly, and that would be a big spectacular thing of like, oh my god, this thing has been missing for like days, months, years, and this guy just found it, right? There's totally something to it, but exactly, it doesn't even take into the whole scope that Kincaid walks in Supernatural, so he, he babysits Ivy, you know what I mean? Ivy can, like, Dresden even said it, you know, his whole thing with Ivy was, well, if you can read the magic, you understand the magic, you can perform any magic, knowledge is power, you can pretty much do everything that I can do, and she's like, yeah, but I can't drive a car, right? Anything that Dresden could do, Kincaid could be like, yo, hey, Ivy, can you rustle me up? Uh, no kidding. So yeah, so this is the thing. It's it's that he's just, I feel like he's thinking just, not a love potion, which is the first thing that comes to mind because he doesn't do that. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that he can do some, oh, you need like a, an all night stay awake potion? I, I got that for you, you know? He needs to take a business course. <laughs> oh, right. He should have done that after he apprenticed for. <laughs> and if you're thinking in terms of other supernatural sort of fiction, but I'm thinking more like the movie and TV show, especially when things are so grandeur and big and you're looking at the Hunger Games and they called her the Mockingjay, right? Or Braveheart or just titles that you get from your reputation, right? Yes. Things that people refer to you as, right? And at this point, if you were to name something for Harry, it would have to be like the war bringer or the war ender or like, <laughs> seriously though, like that's what his big ticket items are for. And Dresden's just, like, I'm just yeah. a guy. I'm just a guy. Whatever. Okay, I started a war, but just I mean, thing, it's, you know. it's no big. It was, yeah, anybody would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Dude's crazy. <laughs> so Kincaid basically agrees and lets him out of the circle and, and gives Harry his pager number. Do you, do you know what a pager is? I know what a pager okay, is. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> Probably the most useless machine in the universe. It was like the precursor to texting, really. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, but it was literally just text a number to go call. Yeah. It was barely any Very more information. Simple. Hey, it depends if it's an alphanumeric pager or yeah, not. Yeah, you could have added like SOS or important or up. ASAP, but it basically had nothing. I think the only people I ever met that used used pagers were, were either drug dealers or did enough drugs to be considered drug dealers. <laughs> like, the whole thing I is supposed to be like doctors like I know doctor, <laughs> not drug dealer. <laughs> yes. There there were, I feel, a lot of professionals that did have and use them. So there's this last part too where Kincaid is all like, bitch, just remember, if you cheat me, I'll fucking kill you. And Harry's like, oh, you're really gonna risk a death curse mm, on death that? Death curse, yeah, buddy. Remember, infamous here. Kincaid, all out of nowhere. Yeah, no, I've actually already thought about it. I would just use a rifle at a thousand yards, the bullet outruns its own sonic boom, and you'd be dead before you even heard the shots. Oh! oh that would work. 
Fuck, that, that would work really, really well. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> but that brings me to the idea that you have to be so prepared for your death curse too. Because the way that Harry has talked about it so far is that just in the moment, you'll do what's right. You get a couple of moments, because Harry does explain in the rest of this chapter. It's like, a death curse is something that you get a couple of seconds in your last moments to execute. Yeah. When somebody kills you, you straight up, a wizard always has a couple of seconds to throw that out before they die. That's just part of their lore. You sure hope. Or, you know. Pretty close. But you might not get a good death curse out of that if it's something you gotta scramble up with in a moment. You should be thinking of what your death curse is gonna be all the time, so you're just always ready to throw that out at someone. Somebody who comes up with a death curse in a second or two will well, not this is play out perfectly. Yeah, so I feel like we touched on this with Elaine in that, because when he's trapped in the circle, that's when he, in Fairyland, when, when Aurora's trying to kill him off, he's like, all right, I don't have a lot to do. She's gonna drop this circle and kill me. I'm gonna prepare my my death curse and that's when Elaine's like no 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 just leave him in the circle and he's like bitch so we know that and I mean again this comes with Harry's with a lot of things as long as you're prepared and you figure Harry would be walking around with seven spells at his fingertips at any given moment and then you find out he completely gets ambushed or bushwhacked every time where he's like he's always like I'm just some guy I know I know how to do it but I didn't have it ready to go you know so again I feel like basically it's going to use up the rest of your essence which is part of why it's a death curse because you use everything you have you know it's like you're gonna die anyway so there's no point in in holding anything Saving back anything. of yourself right exactly so he's like you put everything into and you shape it and whatever right so i'm like i feel like most of them probably have maybe some idea of what that's going to be and how they're going to shape it i mean there might be slightly different ways but basically you want it it's going to be some kind of a big boom aimed out at whatever because he's like oh i'm going to focus on a roar or whatever and sort of aim it and whoever else gets right so I feel like he's got to have an idea, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't feel like he's walking around ready to go. Because again, it's like every other thing. Well, gee, this guy just walked out of the stairwell or wherever we decided he came from and put a gun to my head. You know, I'm like, again, if Harry was walking around with the shit he knows how to do, ready to go at any instance, you know, I'm like, he should have had me like, boom, and I popped up my magic shield around me oh. and you know what I mean, right? And at like, the same time, as Kincaid said, it's like, oh, I might get all spooked and this trigger sensitive. You don't want to be walking around with your death spell for somebody just holding a gun to your head and then boom, you've killed yourself for no reason, right? Well, like, exactly. You don't want to have that necessarily at the tip of your finger, but I do still feel like you need to be prepared as to like, what the hell am I going to do and how am I going to do it? Because you don't have time to work through the specifics of like, well, this guy deserves to be drowned and that guy deserves to be No, for sure. I feel like, like, yeah, I feel like they've got to have the idea of what they're going to want to do with that, how they're going to. And again, it's going to depend on, because again, as Harry keeps saying, he's a big brawler. I'm sure his is a lot more of a big boom than somebody else's could be you know what i mean like how he can deploy and what havoc he can wreak with his has got to be different say from what somebody else could we talk more about the fact that harry was named after copperfield and blackstone and houdini but the dude was also named after the bombing of dresden so are you sure it seems maybe it just sounded like a really cool name Maybe, but it still seems pretty telling. See that? You got this that, explosive character. That, that, it, it, yeah, I guess. That I find in, because that's the difference between Butcher picking that name and in the book, Harry didn't pick that name. It wasn't given to him. That's just his family name. Again, I get that. And it's great that his dad is all like, I love magic, so you're going to have a bunch of magical names. But realistically, you do know it was still chosen by an author. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I do. Outside of that, Jim Butcher, which still I have just to say knows. is very funny because a couple of times I've mentioned the series to one of my older brothers. It was like years and years and years ago. The first time. I don't remember how it came up or whatever, but I was saying something about it. And I was like, oh, I was like, you might like the Dresden. Because he's done. He likes Tolkien and all that kind of stuff and whatever, right? So I was like, it's, it's, 
I was like, you might like the Dresden Files. He's like, Germany? I'm like, no, 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 that's just like the guy. And then it was funny because then like years later it came up again where I had like a quote of the books or there's something and I was talking about it and he was like, like Germany, Dresden? I'm like, no, not that My Dresden. Dad was the same thing. I was like, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? I He's know. like, I've been there. I'm like, what? no, no. I'm like, you see, it's a prevalent topic. Bro. I didn't even know. Yeah, I'm I was like, like, no, not not that. That had to be explained to me. Yeah, oh, it's a place. The, yeah. Uh, okay. So I kind of get what you're saying, but I don't know if that's enough to. And again, I'm not saying you're right or wrong or indifferent. It's my personal. I'm like, I don't, I don't. Sure, understandable. It does. It cannot be the lore in the Dresden Files. <laughs> yes. But in the real world, where Jim Butcher had to choose a name. Yes. And as we know, was staring at a globe, trying to pick a place. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that way. I don't know. I feel like so often it's a thing of people just like putting things together and like throwing. Like he's like, I want like, again, right? So you're like, he probably had something with the whole Harry Blackstone Copperfield. And he's like, what goes well with that or something? You know, did he just do like a random name search? And be like, you know. Don't know. Maybe he had a teacher with the last name. Right? Really? Like, these I are know. the things There's you no gotta ask sometimes. Know. Be like, Jim, we have questions, okay? You've already been asked so many of the other, like, super important. Can we get down to, like, where did you pick his name from now? <laughs> certainly a big problem when you come to things of uh, books, movies, ga- video games, fucking Taylor yeah. Swift. People who are known to leave hints and clues and shit. You start looking for it in everything. And sometimes it literally just is. Sometimes nope. a cigar is just, just a cigar. Movies get released on a Friday. It wasn't anything. Spe- nope. There was nothing that happened exactly 3,000 days ago in 19 hours. It just Yeah. <laughs> movies get released on a Friday no matter where in the world they are. I thought it was Thursday. Hard to know when we're being stupid about it. Like, this must clearly be a sign. And Jim Butcher's like, I just needed to put a verb in, guys. Please yeah. relax. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, right? And on top of the fact that Jim Butcher himself says all the time, like, <laughs> I'm not ever going to tell you Just the truth. You well, know. yeah, because why ruin it, right? right? Why? But anyways, yes, he probably would have had to have some effect to his. Yes. All that to say is that Kincaid could probably get Dresden before Dresden could get Kincaid. And as long as he has the money, he doesn't have to worry about it. Right. Well, true. And I was going to say, actually, the other flip side to that is not so much whether he has it prepared or not, but that's Kincaid's other point is that I'm going to be a really, really long way away. So, even if you can get it off, it's not going to matter because you can't get it. It's going to come from a distance. And you're not going to know where and how to aim it. And you're not getting me like a thousand feet away or however far a thousand miles, whatever the fuck that thing is. I think it's a good moment for Dresden to have. So it like brings him down a little peg that he's not quite as invincible as sometimes it does from magic because there is physical attacks that can happen. Like Oh, absolutely. Just, just a reminder here, anything can happen. That's right. Because mm-hmm. that's his big card. That's usually his card. Yeah, but I'm a wizard. And he's like... <laughs> it certainly humanizes him. I can him, that, yeah. Which is, you know, unfortunate because this chapter also implies that neither Kincaid or Harry are human. Right? Yeah, I was going get, to get to that part. I know. Because Justin does try to tell... Like or call Kincaid on being plain mortal. Yeah, he's like, I'm just plain Jane. I'm just whatever. He as says. human as you are. As human as you, yeah. Like, and well, then he's what like, does that mean? You're clearly not a human. Yeah. You managed to hit who knows a dozen or so vampires on and the you move. Hit every single one of them. Yeah. You didn't miss ever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, Which I is spoke, that's it. completely yeah. fair because Kincaid is like people hit. You know, regular mortals can shoot a gun. Yeah, but you're fighting vampires who yes. move much faster than the regular mortal. Like, yes, and in the whole chaos of things, like, yes, okay, you've got soldiers and police that are trained to... Vanilla mortals can't hit a fucking non-moving poster. Like, <laughs> And he does it in a way that, like, it makes him look like the Terminator. Like, it's... Totally. Unnerving, yeah. unnatural. Well, because don't forget, too, he was using these 
Dragon Ball Z incendiary rounds that he had to eject on every or toss yeah. the gun or on everyone the because guns they after each. right. So you're not just firing; you're chucking and picking up and a new weapon and, and discharging every and time. Obviously, too. dodging the whole time too. And yeah, right. So yeah, just plain folks. But exactly, it's the whole I'm as mortal as or I'm as human as you are, Dresden. So you're like. So is Kincaid actually human, or is Dresden not? Dun, dun, dun. Or does Kincaid just not know what the fuck he's talking about? Or is he just... And this is the other thing, right? He could be just spewing out shit. It doesn't have to be straight up 100% truth or anything, you know? He likes to fuck with people. He really. likes to fuck with people. Like, and I'm going to poke some fun at you. Just to right? make kind of wonder. Wow. Well, he's not like a fairy or something where you're, we know they have to, even though they can get around it a million and one fucking ways, tell the truth or whatever. I am rubber, you, know? you are glue, whatever I say. That's, that's not me, me sticks to you. you. Yeah, like... But yes, exactly. It was one of those moments where it gives you that little, like, ooh, like, little tingle, shiver thing, like, ooh. So the last thing I want to touch on for this chapter is how Kincaid is very specific about how the job gets done, too. And he's like, there has yes. to be another person with us. Thank you, yeah. Because I want to be dragged out of there if I get hurt. And there needs to be somebody to cover the door and do the drag. The best part about that whole moment is that Harry's actually already thought about that. <laughs> So, who else can think like a mercenary now, bitch? (laughs) Contingency made. Yes, he has. I'm surprised he didn't already mention it. It'd be, like, covered. Well, I I, I don't know why. If he just wants to keep something of his own. But I do like that Kincaid did not ask for anything that Harry wasn't already prepared about. I like that Harry was actually on top of his shit. Except the price tag. Okay, but he knew that there would be a price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting at the the very end of the chapter how Harry how Harry acknowledges that because he's been been in so many moments of stress that that it's now such it's like a familiar and comforting feeling. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my! I just wish I Sad. like could get the opinion of a psychologist reading these books because he's so fucked up sometimes. Like, oh good. God. Right, right. Like oh, there's the stress. And, okay, now I can function. <laughs> Like, it just doesn't feel right otherwise. Poster child for trauma. You know, people who just keep signing up for the army again, because I just, I don't even know how to be in regular society. I just, I operate better now under those Adrenaline conditions. Yeah. Exit Kincaid. Yeah. Exit Kincaid. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 11. Dresden heads to the SI unit to pick up his canine ward and to talk with Murphy. He finds Murphy in a miserable state as a result of the upcoming family reunion she faces. The pair have a heart-to-heart about family. Harry updates Karen on the plan for the Black Court and asks her to do some internet sleuthing for him. So I'm curious here, as we go, so very first thing, he's like, I ran up a long-distance bill while I did some digging on Genosa. So Harry has obviously made it very clear about the whole technology thing. We're going to see that in a minute when he goes to Murphy and Murphy rims him out for being around. But I'm thinking, so bit by bit as this book progresses, because they started in the early 2000s, right? So again, that was where we're making our jump from like, again, cell phones have been around since like the 70s and 80s, the big old bricks, to then we had our little flip phones, so now we're into our smartphones. 
And I think as most people have noticed, fewer and fewer and fewer of us have landlines. This is around 2003? This book is in autumn 2004. 2004. Yeah. A little, little tiny bit early for some little, yeah. But But I'm saying, as these are right, this is when Harry starts out in early 2000s between... in the last definitely using Amazon by then. <laughs> right, but in this 20 years that... Yes, right, we're at the start of the books. We know that the books continue up in town. So over this 20-year period that Harry has gone through the 2000s, right? This is, we know, it was the start of our smartphones and da-da-da-da-da. So we know one of the big things we all complain about bit by bit is that eventually you have to, like my boss still has, I think, honestly, I thought it was earlier. I think she's got like a, 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 an iPhone 7 or something like that. And eventually she is going to have to upgrade it because it's just not going to work, whether she takes care of it. And in theory, the thing works or not. It's no longer compatible with your networks. It's no longer compatible with your apps. Most it's no apps longer compatible yeah. with your chargers. And obsolescence. Exactly, right? So I'm like, this is starting to come up even with the the phone, his analog phone, right? Because we know he's got an old rotary phone. He doesn't even have a push button, quote unquote, digital <laughs> old phone landline. You know what I mean? So at what point does this, because we also know Harry has said that. You won't be able to plug your phone into the wall, dude. Well, exactly. Bit by bit, you're getting less and less of, of there just even being that because everybody knows we're operating off of cell phones now. Most people are like, wow, you still have a landline? Or So I'm like, so we know that it moved and changed from <laughs> magics, what magic fucked around with, right? It used to be that's why witches were green and warty because that's how your magic manifested. Now your mag- magic fucks up and bangs head against technology and won't operate with technology, right? So obviously, right, I'm like, okay, he can still do his beetle, but he can't do the new stuff. How fast is it going to change? Is Harry going to have to figure out another way to communicate? Or is it going to... We've got this covered. We had that conversation about carrier pigeons. Pigeons? <laughs> and I will say that the Dresden Files is moving a lot slower than we are because the latest book, Battleground, is happening in 2014. Still. So we're only, you know, just getting into like iPhone 4 or 5 at that point, you know? Like, I get. But, anyways, I'm just saying it's interesting to see when all this morphs. Like, exactly. Is is Harry's ability, is, is magic going to move on with something else before Harry Didn't has. You already make that point, like that wizards used to like spoil milk. Yeah, that, yeah. That, so, as, as the higher it gets. So yes. Like, and how fast technology is. But that's going, the question is parallel? how fast is that? When yeah, we're we'll finally have the milk. first iteration of a flip phone and it'll be fine. Well, this is the thing, though, right? Because he already but messes I, up with other people. I think can't it's fair them. to say that magic is probably progressing in the same way that technology. I mean, we had a technological boom in the last 100 years. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's just right, it, right? You, you could have churned butter there, for a long time before you, boom, went to cars exactly. and telephones. Exactly. There wasn't anything to, else to mess with but fucking warts and churning butter, right? Assuming that the world doesn't blow up in another decade, <laughs> maybe the magic will totally move on to something else or it'll just be different technology. It's like, well, now I can use technology up to the 2000s, but I can't. <laughs> I can't can't use holograms. Yeah, exactly. But it was just making me think of that at the start of this, right? I was like, wait a second, Harry. We're getting further and further here. Pretty soon, I was like, exactly. I was like, your uh, landline analog phone won't be able to make calls over whatever freaking optic cables we have for communication. <laughs> you know what I mean? One thing about that moment that I like, too, is that Harry's all like, I wrote down some internet addresses and I left the house. Good fucking thing you're a wizard because you are becoming the most obsolete PI ever. <laughs> yeah, I can't even Google anything for you sorry right? Right. yeah <laughs> really good thing you got that wizard to back you up because he's, 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 he just hires an assistant instead you get oh. billy to do it that's a good idea he's gonna have to make himself a little bob's like a wrist skull so that he can just, 
Hey, Bob. On Apple Watch, but it's just Bob <laughs> it's all just the time. Bob on you think, like, okay, Mr. Maybe cannot, although he should. He just tells should. people it's a knockoff. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what that's uh, voice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Harry would be cooler if he did just literally go everywhere with Mr. And Bob could just constantly be right. inhabiting Mr. And I don't know why he doesn't do that, because a lot of other wizards always have their familiar on them all the time. But he's not that kind of but wizard. I but Mr. is also really bad. Or specifically, Mr. just being like, bitch, I got more things to do with my day than Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably more like, it's like I probably tried that once, and Mr. was like, no. gave him the look. But still, not like, enough Burger King and Coke. Yeah, yeah. The They're not spaghettios in the world. You, <laughs> Why not go to like the pet store? Mister's and be like, like, I got a rep. I need a hamster. <laughs> Because that's going to help the NBA-sized guy who's walking around with a big stick in a leather desert. Meet my hamster. He's got a dog <laughs> in his pocket. Surely he can also have a hamster right wheel. <laughs> but the dog's only temporary. He's not planning on walking around with his dog in his pocket forever. That's why okay. I'm not suggesting the dog. I'm just saying. I feel like there's another, you know, a goldfish. I gold can't believe a hamster. <laughs> gets a monkey. See, that at least would be cooler. They've got fingers and prehensile tails. They could be a lot more out of it than a hamster. And they can fling bow. And, right? You know, even like a bug collection. Like, get a really cool tarantula. My magic. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> Ladybug. That would Tarantulas people, are fun. Or a snake. But a lot you more. Just be wrapped around your arm all day. True, but a lot more people don't like snakes and, and tarantulas. You wouldn't You'd know. have to have a little the magic butterfly. On. You wouldn't be able to even see it. Or a butterfly. So what's he going to send to do with it then? Go outside, capture a butterfly, bring it inside, have Bob possess it, go don't out about your day. live for like 24 hours? He's like, that's a lot of work. I'm sure bring Bob was animating it. <laughs> Harry's got a little butterfly farm in his basement with his... The, the one wall used to be taken up with potion ingredients. Now it's just quickly Google the like term the for whenever a butterfly, butterfly apiary... A, you know, apiaries are... Trying to make it home every day to do your Google searching just isn't efficient in the 21st century. Okay, we do have the ability to Google whatever the hell we want, wherever the hell we are, and Harry should catch up by keeping Bob on his person all the time. He's got an assistant with the Siri, and he just shouts at, at Siri from far away. Sets up a FaceTime with Bob, and then <laughs> this is why, because he'd have to have a lepidoptererium, and that's just too hard to say all the time. And that is the lepidoptererium. Yes, say what Butter it is. Butterflies. Oh, there you go. It's your butterfly farm. No, the, the fairies would take care of that too. <laughs> they blend in. You'd be like, wait, which one's the fairy? Which one's the butterfly? <laughs> so yeah, so he gets a little ways, decides to take some addresses, and then heads out to go because now it's been the middle of the afternoon and he's got to be back at three o'clock so he can't wait until five to go pick up his puppy. Guess I go better pick the dog up early because Murphy was going to have his ass in a sling if he was there like five minutes after five. I know that when he gets to the SI, he sees he sees the, the puppy playing with the Snoop Guru. I know, I know, <laughs> right? Ooh, it's like funny, I cute. I almost named this, this episode Snoop Guru. <laughs> <laughs> so many options to go with you know it's sad that all those cops had to die at the police precinct but at least the snoopy doll made it <laughs> right that it got kept yeah and was kept after this, they cleaned it all up this is how low budget si is okay they're like we can't even get rid of the yep. sacrificial snoopy doll and he's like what is it with this dog in ears tearing off vampires now he's like trying to tear off snoopy ears dude <laughs> Like, Doesn't he himself have a notched ear? He does have a notched yeah, ear. He's just getting revenge. <laughs> so is that? It's Everyone just, will just look like me. Through, like his psychological trauma or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. He gnawed off his own ear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was tasty. I want more. <laughs> or maybe he's practicing for whatever took off his ear. He's like, I'll be ready for your ears. Never again. 
Stalins greets Harry and they banter in good spirits and he directs Harry to Murphy and warns him that she's doing paperwork and, you know, and not enjoying it so much. Yeah, apparently Murphy doesn't like the office work. What? Go crazy. Like, it seems like, a like, pretty calm, extreme reaction. Surely doing paperwork is a lot of the job. <laughs> Yeah, but she probably has to, like, it's like writing fiction for SI. Like, how do I, how do I, I explain so. this without saying, well, I, uh, um, an ogre turned a, into thousand was, little tiny the ogres. The guy in the mask, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, fair enough. I could see how that would make it a little bit more difficult. I think that's with everything. I mean, we've seen, and obviously every cop show on TV is gotta not be lying to us their jobs <laughs> are a lot of action it's all about the action so when they have to stay home and do the paperwork nobody likes that my stepdad was like a forester same thing it was like the one he liked like 95 percent of his job the paperwork part kind of sucked he loved them you know drop him down in the middle of nowhere in the bush with a compass and a fork and be like you're on your own for three weeks map this area that was cool that he was fine with so I totally get it, right? She wants to be out there in the action, not doing the... And you know, that's like 95% of Murphy's job. Again, I, I disagree. Is, though. I think that you're doing paperwork more often than you're in the action. It, it's true. Because you, you have to set up a case to not lose in court. So you have to actually do your due diligence. You have to dot all your I's and T's. Yeah, but they almost never show that on TV. and shit. Right. So. <laughs> you, know, you know the same way that they're like... Don't become a lawyer if you like the show Suits. It's a lot more boring than that. <laughs> a lot more boring than the, that. The actual statistics of a of a, a murder investigator only gets oh. one or two cases per year. Which is why I actually looked up one time because I was watching, I think it was Castle with Nathan Fillion, who, by the way, was totally in my dreams last night and nothing terribly exciting. It could have been a lot more fun, but hey, at least he was there. Thanks uh, for the cameo, dude. Yeah, right? Like, again, I was like, every week they're going out on some new murder investigation. I'm like, okay, get us New York. New York's a lot bigger than where we live, but still and yeah i seriously i like looked it up and it is something insane like you know i forget exactly i want to say like 500 murders i'm like okay well i guess in theory they could be going out on a new murder investigation every week (laughs) my bad (laughs) for this is the one thing i'm like tvs must be exaggerating this i'm like oh no this is the part that's real (laughs) you may not get a snappy writer to go along with you on your murder investigations but point is is that i feel like it's a little bit much to be so mad about this angry about the paperwork when that's clearly got to be the majority of your job like you're being a bad mood every day maybe Murphy's got something else going on. Do you think maybe that's why? Crazy. (laughs) It's, I know. Harry knocks on the door and receives a less than inviting response. And when she realizes it's Harry, she tells him to back the fuck away even further so she doesn't blow up the tedium saved on her PC. Come on, Murphy. You gotta save to the network drive. You should not be saving to your desktop. 2004. (laughs) They they had network shares in 2004, I'm sure. Maybe cops aren't allowed to do that. It's It's precious information. You know what? It's probably also just the fact that again, if she's fighting with this thing, she probably doesn't have a brand new top of the line model, which I get. What a great way to get a new one, though. Harry, except, come here. Except, <laughs> except. I'll hit the save button and you can just blow the Not button. only is it public city municipality funds cop money, which they never have anyways, it's SI. Who's going to get the dregs of the dregs? So you know, and in theory, fucking Rudolph or somebody slimy, yeah, he can probably let Dresden blow up his computer and he'll probably get some fancy schmancy new laptop because he's got a whole bunch of ass kissing to do with the politicians and stuff like that. But you know Murphy 
is going to wait forever to get it replaced with some other crappy piece of technology that was probably even worse than the first one. And you take the spare out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure work. we can make this work for you because we don't have another one for six weeks. And the one we get for you in six weeks will be only slightly better Guess than this. Guess what, Janet? Karen's laptop stopped working, so you get a new laptop this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, even just that, she's like, you blow this up again, I will take it out of your ass. Why would your hard drive be in my ass? Okay, yeah, so. <laughs> like, how are you really trying here, Murph? <laughs> Come on, Murph, let's go talk. You need a break. Yeah, I was like, gee, Murphy's not going for my lame adolescent banter and jokes here. Uh-oh, she must be upset. Let's find out. <laughs> he does apologize for unloading the dog on her. No, no, he was great. Barely made a sound quiet as a mouse all day long. He even used the papers I put down. I'm like, He's where a good is boy. such a good boy? My, I don't, you probably don't remember this. Our puppy tried to electrocute us all in our sleep. <laughs> yeah, I put her in my room when she was just a few weeks old, like shortly after we got her. And I had a little sort of, one of the little wire pen thingies. But she was a big fuzzball. And apparently that was not enough to keep her in. She easily jumped that because I woke up in the middle of the night to her peeing on the power bar in my room. And it literally, I've never seen this outside of television, but it literally was sparking and smoking as she peed directly on the power bar. It was a very large room. I think at some point somebody took that room that had been two and made it into one because it was a very, very large room. Nope, she had to go in the middle and pee on the power bar that was... She couldn't find a pile of laundry in the corner. Nope. Do I yank this out of the wall? Do I... <laughs> Bad puppy. She did not use the papers. I don't know. <laughs> it was sparking. I, just, I don't know, man. The dog yeah. was peeing directly on it. I don't know if a surge protector could have helped that or not. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to look up the exact quote about um, Pandora and unleashing hell upon the world. Because and- <laughs> nothing manifests like names. <laughs> Yeah, name a dog Pandora, you get what you get. You know, she only occasionally has lived up to that. Otherwise, people think she's absolutely lovely. Remember, she kept the hope. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing else. Hope springs eternal in that dog. You know what helps a bad mood? You're not you when you're hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Was Was she hangry? It totally just makes me think of the Betty White Snickers commercial. I put a little link in my notes I'm, for that. I'm, I was so happy. I was I'm, like, oh, she, she's grabbed a Snickers bar and she's feeling better and can talk now. <laughs> Never would have got that from the title she picked. <laughs> she could have gone with like Snoop Guru or Snoop Le Pew or whatever, but no. Snickers snack. Two, three chapters ago, we had Dresden talking about how important it is to keep chocolate on your person in case of emergencies. Right? Cops and what? wizards. Same kind of equipment. It performs all kinds of magic. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, Murphy, give us the rundown. Why are you so mad? My sister's getting engaged. You have a sister? She's my little sister. My My condolences. Damn. (laughs) I do actually like this. I I feel very much for Dresden in this whole conversation because this is very much how a conversation in or about my family would go. So I get the outsider perspective of, am I happy? Am I sad? I'll just go non-committal. <laughs> you know, like, she's engaged. Oh, well, you had a husband, right? Yeah, two in my very Irish Catholic family. Not a good thing. Oh, well, I didn't know you had a sister. Yeah, my baby sister. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone liked my second husband. They didn't want me to get divorced. <laughs> yeah. Didn't matter that we weren't working, but yeah, I just love the whole thing where he's like, uh, and it actually is a very cute moment of this whole thing where Dresden shares with us his his familial dimension theory. <laughs> 
But yeah, he's like, but you like your mom, you want to go, I don't, like, he's just so confused about, and I get it, it's not even just the family thing, I feel very much for Dresden in a, in a male-female way, in a big family to small or no family way, to cops and robbers, and the, like, just every part of this conversation, he's just, I, I, what's the problem? I don't know. <laughs> he tries really hard, I do like, he I does. do like his trying to make an effort on the on on being there for her yeah he, he's yeah he's not trying to make an overt effort to like belittle it or make fun of it or whatever it's right. just exactly his sort of being lost right that comes across <laughs> very but he, he suggests that he sh- she, she should bring who she who she's dating and we find out that she hasn't been dating for at least two years and you know what girl that is good that you are doing that you're not dating like if you've had two divorces and you've just had all this trauma from supernatural shit take some time for yourself <laughs> it's okay right so harry decides his next tactic is to work on the badass angle the mighty murphy slayer of various and sundry nasty monsters vampires and so on trolls and trolls yeah it's too last summer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are you letting a little family shindig get you down like this she does have a moment a here where she's all like like, you know, I was the oldest daughter. I was going to be like my mom, and now I'm not. And we had so much in common. My youngest sister is becoming more close with my mom than I am, and I can't even talk to my mom about my job anymore because my job is all vampires and trolls. Two yeah. last summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, yeah, poor Murph. But I like how he does this. He's I don't really know what's going on here. Again, as I was saying, like, with the family or the male, female, whatever, right? He's so out of his depth that he's like, well, giving her a little zap has always worked before, so let's just try doing that. <laughs> you know, he's like, I don't really know about the whole mushy, gooey feelings thing, so he's like, I'm gonna go and tease her a bit and see if she responds, and that's just how we do things around here. <laughs> Which does kind of work. Everybody, she's like, my whole family thought that I was gonna, you know, follow in her footsteps, take over, blah, blah, be the next. I can't tell if I would be, like, more on, like, Dresden side of the... The opinion where it's, you have your mother, she's not dead, go have a relationship with her. Or if I'd be more like on Murphy's side where it'd be like, oh God, the expectations are killing me. I'm very Ugh. 50-50 on that because when it comes to like, strangers or even just a little bit more distant friends, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's totally up to you. If you don't like your mom, then you don't like your mom. You want to talk to your mom, you want to talk to your mom. But when it comes to people that are like, I'm really, really, really good friends, like I can just walk into their house and hang out with their parents and their siblings without them even being there. Yeah. Or like my cousins and things like that when they're fighting with their parents, I was like, your mom's cool. What's your issue? Yeah. I like talking to them. Why don't you like talking to them? Like, right. Then I'm like really judging them because I was like, uh, you're picking a fight for no reason. Just go talk to them. What the hell? <laughs> Whereas I, when it's strangers, they're like, I can't talk to them for any reason. I'm like, sure, whatever. Fuck that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm, I'm with maybe not for exactly the same reasons, but exactly right. It's like I can look at somebody that does still have their mother and I like my mom. We get along fine, but we are not two peas in a pod. Nobody ever expected me to follow in her footsteps and become <laughs> the next her, which is fine. But I'm like, I do. Like, I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, and she's always bugging me. You know, I get that. Not real bad, but I get that. Like, well, I don't know. You never call me, blah, blah, blah. I do not call my mother as, as frequently as my other sisters do. You know, my mother is retired at home. My sister's a stay-at-home mom. She can call her four times in the middle of the day, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm really not. I'm like way less than that on that point of view, right? And it's not that I don't like my mother or want to talk to her. It's just I do get busy. Right now, there's a three-hour time difference. That also makes it tough sometimes. So it's like, and she's not going to say, I'm not the same thing. It's not vampires and trolls, but I'm like, like, she's not going to find, you know, the same humor or the same whatever in the things that I do with my life, 
you know, I'm not like devil incarnate by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just like, we don't vibe off the same thing. So what am I going to talk about? You know, this thing that I think, oh my God, you should have found out these, these, I'm going to get some kind of lecture that may or may not relate to the topic at hand about the, and I'm like, you're missing the point. Like, obviously, I'd, you know what I mean, right? So I'm like, yeah, on the one hand, I get that in theory, it's easy. Just talk to them, just say. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I get that. There's a lot of stuff I don't because we just, I avoid, you know, things like politics and religion with my mother because I'm going to get a whole earful about her side of it or this or that or the other thing that I just don't care about or that doesn't jive with me anyway. So, you know, it's like, I like you, but I only like you in small doses sometimes when we can, Mm -hmm. you know, recap about this or that and I don't have to listen to the minutia of... It it does seem very, like, sorry to Dresden. Well, okay, but Dresden, like, you would have gotten the whole, like, I get annoyed at them and I don't agree with everything they say. He's got a little bit of a juvenile, like... You should get every moment you can in blood. Like, yeah. Okay, but. Yeah, exactly right. It's like, yeah, for those of us that have or haven't lost a parent, it's like, you know, there's that certain amount of exactly all those things you wish you could or couldn't have done or things like that. You know, like, even with my dad, like, I was 20 when I lost my dad. He's probably got a little bit of the, the rose-tinted glasses on exactly how family could or should or would be. Right, yeah. On top of that, Murphy's all like, it's just going to hurt her feelings anyways if I just tell her that I can't even relate to her anymore. And it, Again, very much of Harry just being like, I, okay, but just... And we find out that this Murphy family... Free with the unsolicited advice. Totally. <laughs> not that she's getting unsolicited advice from Harry right now. <laughs> that too. <laughs> not not that Apparently the Murphys them. are extremely opinionated. And also that the Murphys oh, are you know. from the, the... Irish Catholic. They're going to have opinions one way or the other. But it's her father's side of the family that this is what the whole reunion is about, too. This isn't even, like, mom's side of the family. This is dad and all of his people. Yes, this and is the Murphys, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like how he does the whole, like, because I just talked to her and she's like, I can't, I could, sort of, kind of, maybe, probably. Just. Like, every time he tries to ask her something, she's like, no, yes, maybe, I don't know. And he's like, well, that clearly, you know. It's like. just one of those conversations. Like, do you want a solution or do you want to complain? And Murphy clearly wants to complain and Dresden clearly wants to give a solution. And she's like, there is no solution. Yes. I can't talk to my mom, no matter what you say. That's the end of it. And Harry's like, but have you tried? And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sometimes it's okay to just listen to people. Sometimes that's all they want. That's They're right. not looking for a solution. They're just looking to be heard and seen. And on top of that, because, you know, Harry's hearing about it for the first time ever, more or less. Yeah. And Murphy's like, yeah, I could have called my mom every day for the last five years. I know that already. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, exactly. He always knew she had, but obviously doesn't know the extent to what her whole family was or anything, right? So exactly, it's like, all this is familiar and yet so new, right? It's like, I think all those background things, right? You're like, oh, like, same thing. Like, I just never thought to ask about this. Like, oh, I always knew you had, like, a sister or this. But I'm like, oh, it never occurred to me. Like, wow, you've got, like, this many or that many or not that many or whatever, right? So I just love those dynamics between them where it's like they know each other so well and that you still find these big gaping things sometimes, right? Where Harry's like, oh, shit, I didn't know this. Why didn't I know this about you? Why did I never think to ask how many brothers and sisters you have or what, you know? Part of an adult relationship, though, right? Like, yeah. I'm in my mid-20s now, and I'm getting really annoyed at the friends that are still living at home because it's like, I'm tired of going through the whole, like, oh, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, no, I'm, f- oh, yeah, this is how we're, oh, yeah, I'm like, what do you do right? your In my life? mid-20s, I'm like, I'm over this. Can you just move out already so I can just go into your fridge and take whatever I want? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of this whole respectful, yeah, nice, to blah, you know? But also, there are now friendships where I've only made as adults. And I'm like, you have a, you're have you married? Oh, you have a child? <laughs> we're the same age. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I thought we were the same. <laughs> there was a time. We were taking bets. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't love her mother at all. 
fast forward through all of this family drama and bloobity blah, and it's all to say that Harry has A, some shit I want you to Google for me because I'm really bad at being a private investigator in the 21st century, <laughs> and B, we have another gunman ready to go down for the fight. And he is total vampire schmoozing killer, good to go. And that's I don't about think he schmoozes with him a lot. <laughs> I was trying to think of like the yeah. slaying. Yeah, vampire slayer. Yes, vampire schmoozing. Not so much. Yes, they got them some other backup. It's it's their plan is coming together. Honestly, a lot of this chapter actually seems unnecessary. I know that we've managed to talk about it for like half an hour, but we've already hashed out the problems with your mom. We've already established that he was going to call in a couple of people to do this. I think it's more this. about a sympathy for Murphy. It, I guess. Character I, development. For the character, yes. For their relationship with each other and being friends, it's a good chapter for that. But all the information that comes out of this is really, there's nothing new about it. It's just, well, there's a little... Two friends. The, the, the Murphy insight is new because we didn't know a lot of these details either, but yes, as far as... I guess it's that 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 she has a sister. I guess the Dresden verse, it doesn't really... This could have been an email. (laughs) Could have called on the phone. (laughs) Except Dresden can't do emails and barely can make a phone call, so you know. But yes, it's... it's, yes, it. it, You know, it brings up his whole... Uh, He had to grab the dog. Well, yes, but his whole cute little, you know, um, that he's telling the dog about it, right? And he's like, my theory is just theoretical because how should I know kind of a thing, right? So... Again, right? It's just more bringing up that Dresden doesn't have a family, doesn't have personal experience. Murphy does have a family, but it's also traumatic and weird. And she loves her family, but she can't talk to her family. And just really big. I, th- family I think <laughs> based on like how her character was set up in the first book or two, that it. Re- I think it was necessary for Butcher to humanize her even more. Oh, yeah. It's like she's not just this tough, bionic cop kind of... Yeah, Yeah. exactly, right? It's like, and we know Murphy has been his conscious before Murphy has been, you know, the humanizing part of other things. It establishes a better friendship as well. But exactly. They're they're moving... They've moved on, and they're at a different developmental place. Yes, and again, right, it's more of Murphy's own personal that and what may or may not drive her or what may or may not make her crazy or whatever. And... Yeah, maybe not for this he's chapter. He's flying through some of these chapters, though, so I, maybe he's like, i got to fill this with something. I don't know, Jessica. Maybe we'll just have to wait until later. Can't maybe just be about come. porn. Crazy. Yeah, right? Right? It's about <laughs> porn and family. It's just, I'm, I'm waiting for the Discord to be like, you guys didn't even mention this. And it's like, technically, we could have mentioned it. It hasn't happened for five more chapters, but I know. I know. <laughs> I know that's the only thing sometimes. But yeah, sort of, as far as we're up to right now, yeah, this chapter doesn't do a whole lot. No. Yeah, cute quips. Sad people. Yeah. <laughs> Some of your best quips comes at the expense of sad people, though. Especially yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I she was you. She was pointing at Jessica, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> I think they know. <laughs> just in case. We occasionally get new listeners. I don't know if they jump in at this point, but... <laughs> I'm the nice one. Sad but true. This concludes our episode 12.8, Snickers Satisfies. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Call your buy it at your own risk. <laughs>